Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums meet up, have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. I just realized we, well, we, you came up with the ge- uh, geographically diverse chums long before we all had to be geographically diverse. And now it's like it was meant to be. And this is the way that our friendship will be conducted forever. I'm on the moon. <laughs> I might as well be. Uh, yeah. Actually, hang on. How, how, far, how high up does the ISS orbit again? About 80,000 kilometers-ish. 80,000 80, kilometers. Okay, so Alad okay, so is still slightly closer to us than the ISS. But not I don't know. Did you say 80 miles? Because I'm definitely more than 80 miles away from you. Uh, 80,000. Oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit closer than I that. I could be totally wrong about this. This could all be lies. I just, I just, I just Let's do an episode. Really. Let's do an episode. I was on calls until 9pm <laughs> last night. I want to go to bed. Let's do an episode. Okay. <laughs> C- minus on this intro. So <laughs> Uh, my name is John, and I have not started drinking yet. I have it in my hand. Uh, I've gone local. I've gone very local. They're about 10 minutes down the road. This is a lovely stout from Time and Tide. Here we go. That's what we like to hear. Oh, oh that's it's like the mouthfeel is so full, you could almost slice it up and chew it, which is how a good beer should be. And joining me this week, we have... Uh, I'm Laura, and I'm drinking a Pinot Grigio Rosé. I'm Mike, I'm drinking a Macchiato, which is a crazy hazelnut praline coffee porter I picked up in a fancy posh bar in... Where was yeah. it? Chroma. In Chroma. And it tastes like... Like I've just spilled half it down my trousers. <laughs> Missed your mouth there. Yeah, it actually t- it tastes a lot like cold brew. It's like alcoholic cold brew, oh, which is yes. good. Come to the dark side, Michael. <laughs> and I'm Alice, and I think I wish I was drinking what you're drinking, Mike, but sadly not. I'm drinking barley and something squash. Barley squash? Fruit and barley? Yes. Could be fruit and barley. It's barley and something. I can't remember <laughs> what the other something is. It's like a pinky, pinky what? haze. It's fruit. It's fruit. It's like robbing fruit, fruit and barley. Grapefruit. Yeah. It's probably grapefruit. Mm. I just thought, what else would it be though? Like barley and oats, squash, or something. And I'm Tony, and I'm drinking a Breaks Beer Oxford Gold, which uh, is a mass-produced golden beer, and it's just fine. <laughs> that dizzying <laughs> review. It's fine. It'll do. It's suitably numbing. So, what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's an escape room. But this one stretches across all known themes, retail parks, and dimensions. Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links into the next room in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. One of us presents a part of the Infinite Escape Room each week, while the others try and solve it. If we break anything, we lose our deposit. And if we don't escape within 30 minutes, then we'll lose. And bad things will happen. And I know bad things are already happening, but significantly worse things will happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we catch COVID. What will happen this week? Yeah, what's the what's the deposit? Has anyone yes. got any? Not being in lockdown. The deposit is our freedom. Yeah, yeah the deposit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's oddly thematically um pretty good for this week. So uh, yes, our deposit is our freedom. Our freedom to leave the house. Cue Ugh, the brave for more than an hour theme. at a time. I was hoping someone was going to rock out a Mel Gibson impersonation then. 
containers. You know, I'm, you know no, it sounds I'm like. Do, I'm not doing it because the only, uh, like, I was going to do a generic uh, Australian accent and say something anti-Semitic, but I'm not going to do that <laughs> because that would be awful. That would be really awful. But, like, that's that's all that Mel Gibson is now. It's just a fucking shithead. You've got to hope that the listeners know why that's a Mel Gibson reference. is isn't just Tony deciding, I'm going to be anti-Semitic. Fun now. <laughs> this is my first episode. And as far as I know, Tony's an Australian anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> With a taste for mediocre golden ale. It's, yep, yep, that's it. That's on my LinkedIn. Lovely. Are we ready? Yes. 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 Then let us enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last week on the Infinite Escape Room, you were trapped in the bowels, reduced to miniature size to uh, solve, shall we say, a blockage. <laughs> you were then returned to your normal size, escaped into a lovely room with a nice sign saying, Mission accomplished. And then, at that moment of glory, the doors rushed open and a squad of robot police charge in, shouting, dramatic pause. Hands up, hands up, or I shoot. Ah, that's pretty good. That went okay. You are now in a metal-clad room with a kind of sci-fi feel to it, comparable to a, a cargo bay, that kind of thing. There's a grated metal floor. There's bulkheads running up the walls. On the other side of the room is a large double door that the robots just enter through, and there are four robot police in front of you with their guns pointed at you, threatening to shoot you if you don't put your hands up. What are you going to do? Put my hands, hands up, up put my baby. Hands up. Put my goddamn hands up. Okay. The robots don't shoot you. You're in a standoff. The four robots are pointing their weapons at you, but nothing else has happened, and they don't say anything, and they don't move. Okay. What would you like to do? I have an idea. Alan? Could I walk with my hands up towards the one nearest to me? <laughs> I've got to make it say something else. Is this one of Grace's toys that you're manipulating? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a speak and spell? The police officer says, put your hands, the cow goes, moo. <laughs> Get the fuck back, a lad. <laughs> <What? laughs> what did he say? He said, Get the fuck back, a lad. What the robot actually says is, uh, you know what, screw it. I'll do the voice or I'll try and don't come any closer or I shoot. Quite good. Uh, okay, yeah, that's better. Better. okay. I won't go any closer. So you said the, f the floor had grates and what was there on the walls? It's a grated metal floor. Oh, it's just a general description of the okay. environment. There's those kind of big bulkheads running up the walls supporting the ceiling. And the floor is uh, yeah, made up of a big metal grate. And there's a double door on the other side of the room. The robots are between you and it. Can you tell us more about the robots? What do they look like? There's four of them, and they're kind of arrayed in front of you, two on the left and two on the right. Okay. Would you like me to go through each one? Yes. Yes, please. Okay. So I've just realized um, I haven't mentioned the time limit. Um, you all feel a bit of arrhythmia coming on. And oh, dear. You feel like you've probably only got about half an hour to live. So you better escape and live. <laughs> okay, well, you have thirty minutes. That was seamless. My goodness me, how <laughs> how do you come up with this stuff on the fly, John? It's miraculous. So the robots. You said there were two on the left and two on the right. Yes. So uh, the first robot on the left hand side. So I'm going to go from left to right. Uh, this robot has been painted white all over and looks quite sort of futuristic in an eye robot sort of way. It's got a metal exoskeleton that has been covered with plastic human like uh, moldings. 
So its face, it looks like someone's taken a cast of a human face out of plastic and then put it onto this robot's head and then stretched it out. So it's got this expression of pained kindness. They've even drawn on dimples around the mouth to make it look like it's smiley a little bit. It's got its gun held in one hand and the other hand is planted on its hip to make it look like it's in this posture of confidence and pride. And it has 001 printed on its uniform. Okay. The mental image of the hand on hip and the gun isn't one so much of pride as of kind of like, hey, have you seen my gun? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So the second robot, this is the one just to the right of that one. Uh, This robot has been built very much in the Terminator style. So it's all exposed chrome metal as a skeletal appearance. Uh, There has been no attempt at all of instilling any kind of humanity apart from the addition of a drawn-on furrowed brow and some gritted teeth with a cigar permanently locked between them. It holds its gun in both hands, its trigger finger twitching erratically. It has 002 painted on its uniform. So, cigar and gritted teeth, okay, and... 002. And you said it was twitchy on the trigger. The trigger finger is twitching erratically. And it had both hands on the gun. Oh, yeah. Okay. The third robot has a metal body, so it's sort of chromed body with black areas of detailing at the joints and going up the chest. It has a human face, like genuinely human face, with lips set in a neutral expression. Its eyes and nose are obscured, however, by a metal helmet that goes all the way down over the top half of its face, and there's a black slit for a visor. It has 003. Oh, like Robocop, of course. Okay. What are its hands doing? Uh, It's just holding the gun. Both hands on it. Okay. And the fourth and final robot. This one looks very different. It has been built to appear as human as possible, but they've not done a very good job. It's been covered entirely in synthetic skin, complete with attempts to add rougey colour to its cheeks. Uh, It has human-esque eyes that look like they're probably glass eyes. It's even got eyelashes and eyebrows drawn on to go with it. The whole effect is of a kind of animated shop window dummy in a policeman's outfit. The expression on the face is blank and, if anything, slightly gormless. And this robot has a metal donkey around its neck. It has 004 printed on its uniform. And how is it holding its gun? Both hands. Donkey around neck. I mean, always on the hunt for a pun, you can find keys in donkeys. That's accurate. And presumably arrhythmia medicine, which we also now need. Mm. Maybe the, you squeeze the donkey and it comes out of its butt or head like a Pez. <laughs> like a Pez! Okay, cool. Robot 004. Attempt to look very human. Rouge cheeks, glass eyes. Blank and gormless expression. Donkey around neck. Mm. Okay. Uh, Jono, you mentioned there's a grated floor below mm-hmm. us. Can we see anything through the grating? No, just darkness. Hmm. Deep darkness or just like black floor? Uh, deep darkness. Okie dokie. I'm going to say, Officer Robot 001, what are we being arrested for? The robot doesn't answer. Oh, who are we? Which, uh, which robots are we opposite? If there's one facing each of us, which are we opposite? Each robot is individually pointing its gun at one of you. Right. Uh-huh. So 001 is pointing its gun at Laura. 002 is pointing its gun at Mike. 003 is pointing its gun at Alad, and 004 is pointing its gun at Tony. Okay. Can I 
speak to 003 and go, what's the problem? It doesn't respond. So it can see us. Maybe try Welsh. Basing board. It doesn't respond. <laughs> Just testing. Uh, so they can see us, but they either can't hear us or they're not responding or we haven't got the right commands. I'm going to sort of crab walk sideways and just mm -hmm. sort of around the back of Alid so that I'm now between <laughs> Alid. <laughs> <to the, laughs> bear with me. So that I'm between Alid and Mike instead of to the side of Alid. And I want to see what robot number four does. Does it follow me with its gun? It follows you with its gun. Okay. If you stand behind someone else, it points the gun still directly at mm. you. But, but, it, but it doesn't move. It's tracking us. Okay. Oh, oh, there's a way that we could arrange ourselves so that the robots shoot each other if we move. So if they're always pointing yeah, the gun yeah, at yeah. us, then we can kajigger ourselves around. So this is like, this is one of those like Ballet. Ludo puzzles. Yeah. Would you like me to show you the formation that everything is in? Hi, Editor John here. You can find the reference image I'm about to give them in the show notes. There. Right, okay. Okay, so we have two tiers of robots. So yeah, Tiers, very good. <laughs> so if Laura walks round to behind robot four and I walk round to behind robot one mm -hmm. and then Mike walks round behind robot three and Allied behind robot two... They should shoot each other. Their, their guns are all pointing at each other, at least. That would leave you looking like that. Uh, oh, my God. We need to get this to the listeners somehow, because John's just put some ASCII oh, shit okay. in, yeah. um, in the chat. That is glorious. That is an ASCII diagram. Did one of you describe the position that everything is in? Okay, so um, we now have Tony, who's directly behind Robot 1. So he's directly to, behind and to the left of Robot 1. Allard is behind and to the left of Robot 2. Laura is behind and to the right of Robot 4. And I'm behind and to the right of Robot 3, which means Robot 1 is going to shoot Robot 4. Robot 2 is going to shoot Robot 3. Yeah. Robot 3 is going to shoot Robot 2 and so on and so forth. Okay. So I lost my place. What are you going to do? If we all walk towards the robots then simultaneously. I'm, I'm assuming you've all still got your hands up, yes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we could put our hands down, couldn't we? That, it was hands up. On the count shoot. of three. We could just... Wait, no, let's get time.is up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little insider joke there. Uh, yeah, on the count of three, I guess we all put our hands down. Yeah. Should we try that? One, two, yeah. three, yep. drop. The robots all fire their weapons. Ooh. All four robots take a hit to the torso and collapse onto the floor. Great. Are they moving? Nope. They appear to be completely disabled. I want to check, it. I want to check out this donkey. Seal the gun off number three. Oh, yeah, good point. The gun appears to be part of the robot. Right. Can I rip its arm off? No, it's a robot. Mm. So I want to check out this neck donkey. Okay, it's a small metallic donkey. It's on a uh, necklace around the robot's neck. Okay, can I yank it so that it snaps off or something like yeah. that? Uh, as you pick up the metal donkey, it unfolds in your hand with a gentle whir. Ooh. You have found the ass key. Oh, 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 that is good. Oh, my word. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Jonathan. You have the ASCII in your hand. What would you like to do? 
shit, look for a door, son. Yeah. Well, there was those doors on the like behind the robots. Does yep. it look like there is a keyhole on that door for this key? There is a small traditional keyhole in it. Ooh. How unfuturistic. Let's try it. Yes, everyone in accord? Yeah, yep. absolutely. Nodding. You turn the S key in the door. Oh, that still makes me happy. The door <laughs> slides open with a futuristic whoosh, revealing another room. Hmm. I was re- I was really okay. worried we'd solve the whole puzzle in five minutes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was gonna say. so I wondered with this. I was when I was putting it together. I thought, okay, this is either going to be impossible or they're going to get it super fast, and it's only yeah. one thing. So there is another room. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a narrow rectangular room in front of you. There are lockers on either side of it. There's another door, a very similar looking door, at the far end of the room with a dim red light above it. On the far left side, past one set of lockers, is a large tool chest. Can we look? Can we look at the door? You're going over to it? Yes. Yes, please. Okay. The door looks identical to the previous one and has an identical looking keyhole in it. Can we try the ASCII in it? As you approach the door, you can make out a message printed in large white letters above it. The message reads, Police Academy 2099-Building Ideal Police Fit for the Future. Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I knew there was a joke in there somewhere. Police Academy 2099-Building the Ideal... Building Ideal Police Fit for the Future. Cool. And if we try the ASCII key in the door, does anything happen? Turning the key in the door, an internal mechanism in the door clicks, but the door does not open. The red light above it brightens, briefly bathing you in a crimson glow. There is a long, angry-sounding... And then the light goes out. I mean, that's a good thing if the light's not on, surely. Maybe not with the angry beep. For clarity, by going out, I mean returning Mm. to its dimmed state. Ah, okay. So you said there was a toolbox... On the floor, is that right? Uh, a tool chest over on the left side. Let's have a look at that tool chest. Is it openable? Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of thing you might see in a really upmarket car workshop. Ooh. Lots of high-powered precision tools that gleam in your hand. Oh. Everything that you might need for robot maintenance. Ah, interesting. Or to take off an arm <laughs> that has a gun. You have 15 minutes. Uh, okay, so... Your heart rate's quicker. <laughs> is, is there anything written on the lockers? Yes. Uh, okay. There's lots of lockers. They all have a number on them. Okay. So, yeah, starting 001, 002, and carrying on. Going up to what? Uh, 46. Oh, my oh, God. Goodness, what are we going to do if, if we find between one and four, like some little robot children photographs inside those lockers? This is going to be a very sad episode. <laughs> <laughs> Count down to retirement on the calendar. <laughs> just, just two days left. Oh, I wish I was that clever, Laura. I wish I was that clever. That would have been brilliant. Uh, yes, I should also add that uh, on the side of each locker, there's no keyhole or anything in the lockers. Uh, there is, however, the symbol of a hand to the side of each one. Oh, we are going uh, to allergy. We're going to dismantle the robots. Yes. <laughs> Let's go and steal some arms. I'll take an Allen key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping. Um, I mean, you can, or you could just like, drag a robot in. Can I take? Is there a reciprocating saw in the tool chest by any chance? <laughs> Let, let's say yes. Cool. Excellent. Can I take that and chop the uh, entire arm off for a one number three, please? Okay, Not just so... the hand, but the whole arm. I oh, love the whole that. Arm, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it's a trophy. <laughs> So Alad Alad is uh, using a reciprocating saw. I don't know what that is. To 
hack the arms off a 90s film icon. Um, okay, you now have uh, robotic cops' arms. Fantastic. What would you like to do with them? Can I take number threes and try it on number three's locker? Uh, so the locker labeled 003. Yes, please. So you're pressing against the hand print? Yes, please. Okay, the locker swings open. Inside the locker is a spare metal torso, a spare set of arms, and a spare set of legs. There's also a tin of brasso and some rags, and a poster of another robot. The poster has the words, the one that got away, written on it. Would you like to see the other robot? I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope it's Johnny Five. I was, is it Askeed? Please be Johnny Five. Please oh, be Askeed. Oh, it's the big... It's Okay, so John's just sent us a photograph of the Stompy Bot from the original Robocop movie. The, oh, right. the glorious five frames per second stop motion <laughs> nightmare. Ooh. Isn't she beautiful? And she is there, plastered across the wall of this guy's locker. As I say, the poster has the words, the one that got away, written on it. Inside the locker door is also a printed sheet entitled Final Review. Go on. So at the top of the sheet, it says ID 003, call sign Robocop, best asset, legs up to here, worst asset, humanity, result, fail. So the humanity is a fail, okay. Legs up to here, wasn't there something else, the one, there was something else that we had earlier as well, wasn't there? Some other weird Hmm? cryptic message we had earlier, I'm just trying to remember. You're going to have to give me more. The only message was the one on the door was... Police Academy 2099 with any message I remember. Oh, yes, that was one on the door. Building ideal. Okay, so we've got to get the spare legs. Mm. And we've got to build a perfect yes, robot. Yes, yes, of course. So let's with find no out humanity, because the... we know that's a failure point. Right, okay. Exactly. So let's find the perfect things from the other ones. Let Can we have a look at number four, please? As that's the one I'll, that was I'll grab the legs me. for days in the meantime as well. Yes, please do. Legs for days. <laughs> Lovely. So are you? what are you doing to Robot 4? Are you... Are you... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to Robot 4? Put that down. The way you ask that is like, what it's are pure, you like doing pure to dad it? energy. Um, <laughs> That's the one with the face. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, take take the arm. I'm going to chop the arm off, I guess. You could have just moved the robot. No. Robots are heavy. So you're hacking the arms off another perfectly innocent robot and taking his very human-looking arms, by the way, Great. and pressing them against the handprint in 004, which opens... Inside the locker is an empty clothes hanger with a post-it note attached to it. The post-it note reads, pick up dry cleaning. There's also a spare pair of boots. They are unpolished. Inside one of the boots is a tin of marijuana. There's also a photo, and the photo is labelled Mother. Would you like to see the photo? Yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. I'm still trying to replace that. um... Oh, Oh, it's Ghost in the Shell, of course. Isn't it from The Matrix? Is it from the Animatrix? Oh, could be, yeah. So this is a still from the Animatrix episode Million Machine March. That's It's really good. A female robot who is uh, in the process of being beaten to death by a mob of humans. On the back of the photo, our robot has written, I'm real, I'm real, I'm real, over and over again. Sorry, dog. Keeping it cheerful on the Infinite Escape Room podcast. Inside the locker door is another printed sheet entitled Final Review. ID 004. Call sign Adam. Best asset Human Hands. Perfect. Well, we've already got those. Alet. Um, Good thing we sold yeah. them off. Worst asset Memory. Result Fail. We've already chopped his hands off then, so. 
So let's are, are there spare parts in this locker as well? So no, no spare robot parts. But it's a good thing Alad grabbed that reciprocating saw. Eight and a half minutes. Talk, talk us through number one and number two. Okay, so the you take the hands from the number one uh, robot and press them against the locker. Inside the 001 locker is a spare uniform, pressed and hanging in its dry cleaners bag. A photo of this police cop's robo family, complete with robo dog with robo bone in its robo mouth. And there's a second pair of carefully shined boots with nothing inside them. And inside the locker door is a printed sheet entitled Final Review. The sheet says, ID 001, call sign, good cop, best asset, heroic face, worst asset, weak knees. Result, fail. Uh, okay, let's grab an arm and bust open locker number two. Okay, inside locker number two, there is a spare uniform, pressed and hanging in its dry cleaner's bag. There are several photos of fascist dictators, <laughs> Hitler, Mussolini, Trump, pictured here in his fourth term. <laughs> <laughs> Also, a second pair of carefully shined iron-heeled boots, and inside the locker door is a printed sheet entitled Final Review. On the sheet, it reads as follows. ID 002. Call sign. Bad cop. Best asset. Iron chest. Worst asset. Obviously evil face. Result. Fail. Oh my god, we've got to make a good cop and a bad cop. Oh. It's, a, it's a good cop because we've got the best yeah, asset and the worst yeah, yeah. assets so we've got yeah, like all okay. the ingredients for a good cop got and it. all the ingredients cool. for a bad cop so the worst cop's going to have a shitty face gammy knees and gout <laughs> robo gout <laughs> I've eaten too much robo pate oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a joke about port in here somewhere like USB port anyway yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll edit it in post and it'll be hilarious. And in the moment, we'll record a laugh now. Ha ha ha! There you go. <laughs> we'll get the writer's room to work on it. Um, so we've got uh, the good face from number one. We've got the good legs from number three. We've got the good torso from number two. And the good... Oh, God, I can't remember. What were the good things? What was the good thing from number four human hands human hands the human hands that alid sawed off yeah i got them okay in preparation for this i mean what's the problem we'll start cobbling those together and then okay i guess we want the head from number four because it's the memory is a bad thing we want the legs from number one because of the dodgy knees could be can we go look at the knees john <laughs> talk to me about knees john <laughs> we need to have a look um okay <laughs> so the knees of robot one are Maybe a bit sort of spindly? Shitty, spindly knees. Um, where do we get to? So we have the face of number one. Good face. Are these good parts or the bad parts? Oh, sorry, uh, so, just sorry. Good, for good parts, good we parts. have the face of number one. The torso of number two. Torso of number two. The, the legs of number three. Because that was Robocop and he had legs for days. And the arms of number four. So that's a whole real boy. Yeah, I'll <laughs> grab that Alan key from earlier and assemble them. <laughs> okay, so you have put together a um, Franken-cop of these parts. Great. So now we need a bad cop, right? But we get an evil face, uh, weak knees, bad uh, memory and humanity, though, so that some of them aren't really parts. Yeah. What was bad about number three again? The three was memory. Humanity. Uh, number three, worst asset of uh, number three was humanity. Humanity. Uh, worst asset number four was memory. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, what if we chop we t 
not chop off. We'll take the Allen key and take the head off number three Two and minutes. stick it on our bad cop. Yeah, because it had a human chin, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, but there was an evil face with number two. That was his bad thing. Mm. Front mm. and back of the head. Why don't we stick, because we've got these um, pressed dried uniforms. Let's stick our good cop in a pressed dried uniform, stick him in some shiny boots, and we'll shove him up to the, the door, door just to see yeah. if anything happens. Yes. Yeah. So you're taking your good cop and you're... You're shoving him up to the door, is that right? Yep. Yep. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, the red light washes over the newly constructed robot. There is a satisfied chirp. And the light turns green. Hooray! Let's stick the donkey in it. No, the ASCII. <laughs> the ASCII. Let's stick the ASCII in the door. No, we've done that. It didn't work. No, it's, it's green now. Now we've got the good Ah, uh, okay. You insert the ASCII into its keyhole and the door slides open, revealing... A deserted suburban street. Ooh. Identical houses sit behind identical white picket fences with identical driveways filled with identical beige Volvo saloons. <laughs> the verdant green front lawns wave uniformly in the perfectly steady breeze, fed by the rays of a sun that sits high in a perfect cloudless sky, and no matter how long you look at it, does not move. You can't die of arrhythmia, because nothing is changing. At all. You are frozen in time. Oh. Find out next week. You have solved my puzzle. <laughs> I couldn't work out if that was a good or a bad ending. That was the good ending. Um, I didn't have a bad ending. I ran out of uh, time and ideas to make it. So, Don't you uh, want to yes, say that you just had faith hoping. that we would solve the puzzle? Well, I, <laughs> I, I thought this one might. I thought this one might be over really fast, even with the second part. And yeah, you guys like cottoned on to what you needed to do very quickly. You did not need to build a bad cop at all. Yeah. There were some red herrings in there, yeah. Well, no, all the best asset, worst asset was there for, was to kind of highlight the best bit of each robot, but the fact that it still wasn't ideal, wasn't enough. Yeah, I like the background to that. Yeah, I suppose the thing on the door did say building ideal police fit for the future, didn't it? So we had to make the best. Build the ideal car. I like the fact that you laughed at my attempt to saw things apart and then it all came in useful. <laughs> <laughs> I was just assuming that you just move a robot and take its hand and like put it against the thing. Never. Like, no, 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 no. Give valid tools. I know my limitations. I can't lift a robot, but I can chop one up. <laughs> I believe enough. that as well. Would you expect <laughs> us to lift a car? I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm saying it in <laughs> Tony, a rhetorical I thought that, way. I thought, that was, I thought that was a thing. I thought you were quoting something. Is it, is no. it, is it? Yeah, that sounded like you wouldn't steal a handbag. So yes, yes, it did. Oh, that reminds me of the IT crowd's flipping um, spoof trailer. You wouldn't pull in a policeman's hat <laughs> and leave it on his dead wife's door. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't then steal that hat. <laughs> yes. Oh. I saw somebody post the other day, you wouldn't order a round at 9.59pm. Oh. <laughs> you would in Wales. Ooh. Yeah. Ah, uh, the green utopia of Wales. <laughs> so many COVID cases. So, thank you for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your favorite apps, feeds, iTunes, and on our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at Tia underscore podcast. Uh, that's Tia, T I E R. No, you all know how to spell it. You all know how to spell it's yeah, 2020, and you found this thing. If you enjoyed the episode, and we really hope you did, we'd be obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, uh, as it is a huge help in this world that is run by algorithms in reaching anybody, anybody at all, or even getting any confirmation that we actually do exist. 
Or if you're even better than that and really, really uh, into this, you can join our Patreon uh, and join our disturbedness. Uh, You'll find a link here in the episode description and there are loads of different tiers with bonuses and extra content that you can receive. You can get unedited episodes, all sorts of fun stuff and find out all the terrible things that we say uh, and then scrub away. We love you lots and we will see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hey, John, can I ask for a very small record? As in the part where I said that we'll do the thing the entire Patreon. That's just the whole Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you disturbed? Are you dis- Would you like to come and join us in our special club?